When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into another edition of the Maize and Brew podcast here on SB Nation's Maize and Brew. I am a very nasally Anthony Broom speaking to you today solo in, and this is bad planning on my part. One, I'm out of town right now. This is a remote episode being recorded from the St. Cloud area of Minnesota. Yes, we're traveling through Big Ten country here. Just a little getaway before... Everything kicks into high gear with football season, so that's cool. Out here seeing family. But this is also a milestone episode for us. This is episode 500. You heard that correctly. Episode 500 of the Maze and Brew podcast. So happy to be here again. I'm a little bit under the weather. I don't know if you guys can tell. I sound like uh, Squidward. sound real nasally and whiny. I mean, I always sound whiny, but... Uh, so here we are. I mean, this is a big episode for us, obviously. Number 500, I wish I would have thought about that ahead of time, but it's just me here, and we'll make do. So what we're going to do is do a quick little Q&A episode, and also I have a fun little topic for the end. Since these, these 500 episodes more or less have spanned over the last five years of our site, and it probably I could be wrong on either side of the spectrum here, but that's really when we dove into the podcast sphere headfirst. Really, it it was probably closer to four years ago when Luke Giardi, Chris Castellani, and myself did the brewcast, but happy to be here. Uh, what I want to do is, because it's been five years, we're just calling it that. I have the microphone, so anything I say is canon. I want to go through and talk about some of the takes over the last five years that I think have aged the worst not only age of the worst, so we're just bad at the time. And a couple people chimed in and responded with theirs as well. So we will start with the Q&A portion of the podcast here. A little bit of a mixed bag from everything here. Uh, the first one, and you can, let's do a little housekeeping first. Uh, most of these questions were submitted via Maze & Brew's Discord channel, which is more or less a comment section, a message board, a chat room with other Michigan fans, like-minded people to discuss the Wolverines, basketball, hockey, football, recruiting, off-topic stuff. So if you'd like to be a part of that community, which is growing and ever-expanding, the link to that is in the description below. So all of these here are actually from our Discord page, so that's why you should hop on the train there. This first one comes from Cameron, and Cameron asks, this is from Cameron570, are you at all concerned about recruiting with what Hunter Dickinson said about the NIL efforts at Michigan? Is administration doing their same old annoying academic sabotage thing? Let me start by saying this. Uh, this was written about earlier today, and I know this was a story from last week, but we did... If you don't know what we're talking about here, Hunter Dickinson was on a podcast with Stu Douglas, who was... Actually, a Maze and Brew podcast alum. Chris and I talked to him back in 
maybe January, whenever it was. But uh, Chris, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Stu has his own podcast on the Field of 68 network, uh, Go Blue with Stu, and he talked to Hunter Dickinson, and Dickinson basically said, yeah, these Michigan's policy is kind of restrictive so far. Not a big fan of how you have to submit all of your requests for NIL in writing, via email, whatever it is. And I think he has a point here, and I'll read the quote from him. He says, uh, Michigan's not the freest of the universities. They're kind of being a little restrictive of what we can and can't do. We can't use the block M for some reason. You'd think if you play for the university and make money for them, they would at least let you use their logo and stuff. But they're being hard right now. They're trying to be like the NCAA and hold us back a bit. So, and, and he goes on to say he's happy the rules are changed and they're allowed to make money, and he has his own merch line, Big Dickinson Energy which is available via the player's trunk. That's not an ad for him, but, you know, that's where you can find that stuff. So how do I feel about it? I do think that some sort of group licensing to be able to use the the logo, the trademarks, would be beneficial. But it does feel like Michigan's progress, and let me, let me preface this by this. If you want to understand name, image, and likeness more, go back through the podcast feed and look for the interview that I did with Matt Brown, formerly of SB Nation, now of the Extra Points newsletter, and he kind of does a really good job of painting what the issues are with the NIL debate. And this was pre all of this stuff going into effect, but I do think it it's evergreen and holds up. I, I do feel like that Michigan's leaving some potential on the table. It feels like you know, we hear all this stuff about leaders and best, and we want to set the pace and, and those types of things. The Ross School of Business, I think, provides Michigan a really unique opportunity to kind of create a framework of how to educate our our students, our student athletes on these type of opportunities. And you know, Michigan has a large, and it's not it's not pay for play, right? You have to be endorsing a product. You have to be doing something that's not affiliated with what you do on the field or between the painted lines. So I've seen some people say, well, why don't the donors just get together and create a fund? They can't do that. That's pay for play. That's illegal under this policy here. It will be illegal under any policy. Again, we're still waiting on Congress to quit dragging its feet and, and put some sort of legislation in place that can be applied to everyone. But I don't know if you watch the news kind of tied up right now and we know politics moves slow anyway so I do think that Hunter has a gripe I think that Michigan could be certainly be a little more at the forefront of this debate I think really they have the resources to be at the forefront of any type of college football debate or change or college sports I should say and they just a lot of times they just aren't so I don't know what else to say about that I do think he has a point I think he has a gripe so Cameron also goes on to ask, are there any former U of M players that have stood out to you the most in NBA Summer League? Yeah, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a ton of Summer League because I have been traveling uh, earlier on in Summer League. I had some other stuff going on. But the guy that stands out, I mean, I, I know that the, the reviews for Franz have been pretty good. I think Shondi Brown earning a roster spot with the Lakers is what stands out to me the most. And he's his chances were kind of bolstered by the fact, like, we have all this money tied up in LeBron James and Anthony Davis and now Russell Westbrook. That kind of creates opportunities on the back end, but that's not going to be a very good defensive team. So I think that the idea that Shondi Brown can come on there and be one of their better defenders is 
I think that's pretty awesome. So I don't like the Lakers, but I'm rooting. I'm rooting like hell for Shondi. So that's really cool. So thank you, Cameron, for those. This one's also from Discord. This is from Rich. Also, he says, "Are you hearing anything interesting about young guys uh, from the football team playing this year?" Yeah, I don't. Again, I, I've sort of been on the road the last week or so. I will say the one guy that I, I keep hearing good positive buzz about is AJ Henning. I think that's he's probably the leader in the clubhouse to be. I would I would say probably their punt returner. And he doesn't get mentioned a lot. A lot of times when people ask who are Michigan's top three wide receivers, it's Ronnie Bell, it's Cornelius Johnson, and someone will either say Mike Sainer still or Roman Wilson. It's usually some combination of those guys. So when Michigan loses Giles Jackson this offseason, I think it wasn't that big a loss. And I shouldn't say that big a loss. They're able to defray that by bringing in a guy like Henning, or, or they had the guy in Henning already, who I think kind of can slide into that role and be a a gadget guy, be a return specialist, be whatever they need him to be. So I continue to hear really good things about him. So other than that, we know how the submarine is. They don't make a lot of information privy to at least the local media. Big Ten Network was there making the rounds the other day. I got to see practice and everything. But yeah, that's AJ Henning so far is the guy to to, to keep an eye on. We'll see about the other guys. This camp moves forward. It will, you know, I sit there here and record this. You know, we're two weeks away from game week, honestly. So we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks as things continue to develop. So thank you, Rich, for the question. Uh, this next one is from Venom22. Again, another Discord question. This is why you guys need to be on there. Venom asks, and he has a lot of questions here. And I think part of it is because he likes to troll me. But the other part of it, I'll answer the, the most, maybe the most pertinent one. Yes, what's the status of the Maze and Brew tailgate? Uh, so we have discussed before in this space about the desire to do a tailgate for the Washington game. Now, that is something that we're keeping a close eye on. I don't think it's going to take that much effort to throw together, knock on wood. But we are keeping an eye on protocols and this delta variant thing and tailgating and all that so i would just say about the a possible maize and brew tailgate is that it's still possible logistics of it are still being discussed and you know, we also recently had a leadership change above me at sb nation so it's it's about getting everyone on the same page there as well so i can't promise anything but i will say if there's not one that happens for the washington game there will be some kind of event at some point this year. But I do think that we will be able to pull off, you know, if it's just me in my pickup truck on the golf course with a 10 by 10, whatever it is, shaking hands or giving you air high fives and giving you amazing brew t-shirt. Again, not promising anything could happen though. Venom also goes on to ask, What's my favorite barbecue food to make and eat? I'll answer that quickly. I like smoking ribs. What's your favorite cookout food to eat? I'm a simple guy. Hamburgers and hot dogs. You could throw a brat in there too. That's fine as well. But everything else, Venom, you guys could debate that in the Discord server, which, again, link to that is in the description below. think you should be joining that. So, next up here is QED, who I owe 
an answer because we missed his questions during the last episode that we did. So I'm going to go back to a question he asked the last time that I did a, a Q&A episode was which Big Ten team will surprise everyone? I think if you guys have listened to, again, cross-promoting here, because that's what I do. I'm good like that. Someone that I think you should watch, and you know this if you listen to the Big Ten profile projections, all that type of stuff. I'm I'm pretty bullish on Minnesota this year. I think there's a chance that the COVID year was kind of the outlier for them, and that PJ is going to get them back on track and have them. You know, I like what they have Tanner Morgan-wise. Muhammad Ibrahim is the best running back in the Big Ten. They have a good offensive line. They brought back a lot from last year. The defense is a question mark, but I do think in that Big Ten West where it's kind of, you know, it can be kind of a like a WWE Royal Rumble where someone just survives and ends up being cannon fodder for Ohio State. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota got there because I do think that P.J. Fleck is that good a coach. So that's the one we'll go for you, QED. But he did add another one here later on in the Discord server. Which, which is... I'm sorry, I can't talk. See, I've, I've got medicated brain. I've got stuffy nose. It's like I'm all over the place. Which is the single player we absolutely cannot afford to lose to injury? And I'm assuming he means for football. I don't think you can lose Aiden Hutchinson again. I think that would be a problem. He's going to be a pretty versatile chess piece. Dax Hill, probably even more important than that. From there, it's tough to say because I don't know who's important on this team. Like, like we know who their good players are, but I don't know if there's a unit on this team right now where you say, oh, you take him out of the mix and, and everything falls apart because I don't know which units are good yet. I will say that there's a lot of buzz that Zach Zinter might be Michigan's best all-around offensive player. So that could be one to keep an eye on as well because he can play center. He can play guard. We know that if you take one guy out of a pretty good offensive line that's gelled, that could create some problems sometimes. So I'm going to go with him uh, as well. So those those would be the guys I would throw in the mix there. But again, that's not based on reasoning. That's just opinion and someone who I don't know it's just an opinion so all right that's going to do it for the Q&A part of this podcast when we come back again it's a quick episode today I'm just going to do a quick run through of some of the biggest misses on takes that I've had from the last five years and 500 episodes of Mason Brew podcast and I'll read a few that you guys sent in as well so stay right here on the Mason Brew podcast and we are back here on the Maze and Brew podcast. Really quick episode today. Nice little nice little appetizer for you on a Tuesday. So we talked, we did question answer stuff in the first segment. Appreciate you guys that reached out doing that. I also asked on Twitter, given that this is episode 500, and again, just not a lot of fanfare for this one. Sorry, that's my bad, but here I am talking to you anyways. I asked, which Michigan sports take from the last five years was your biggest miss? And I got a few replies on that. I'm going to go with mine first. And they're both from the 2018 football season. One, I thought that Michigan would come out, Shea Patterson would be Russell Wilson, and they would beat Notre Dame that first week of the year. Obviously, really bad take. The second from that season was, well, I don't think we need to make too much a big deal about it, but Michigan was favored to go into Ohio State and win, and I thought they would. Revenge tour year, they were the better team. 
I thought they were better coached that year. And Ohio State showed up one day to play a football game, and Michigan, I mean, it was close at times, but it really just never seemed like they got off the bus. So that was obviously a big miss. And, and so this other take that I'll bring up, this predates the podcast. It might even predate me being on the site. I thought that Zach Irvin should start as a freshman over Nick Stauskas and that Stauskas should come off the bench. And what does Nick Stauskas do? Well, he winds up being the Big Ten Player of the Year and I believe an All-American. So, was wrong there. That was a bad one too. But that's what we do. This is a transparent place. This is a place where we own up to when we're very wrong about things. So, that's human. That's what humans do. So, uh... These replies came in from Twitter, so again, we're wherever you're at on, on social media. I don't need to push all that stuff. At Mason Brew on Twitter. Uh, Joseph says, uh, when we ask, what is your biggest sports take from the last five years for Michigan that was a miss? He believed that as long as Don Brown was the defensive coordinator, the games versus Ohio State would be close. And he wasn't wrong. The first two were. The second two? Ugh. Not so much. But they got a little bit worse as each year went on, so... Yeah, that's a cold take, Joseph. Man, that hurts. And and someone replied to his tweet saying, to be fair, if the offense was mildly competent, Michigan wins in 2016 and 2017. Uh, this one's from William Farrow. He says, my coldest take was that 2019 Michigan was going to be a high-powered explosive offense. It was good late in the year, but not when it counted. But, yeah, it was rough early on. It was not uh, – they didn't just flip a switch there, that's for sure. Uh, this one is from Nate at Blue Landon 85 He says, Dan Orlovsky saying Michigan was going to beat Ohio State like a drum. He says, by the way, because people don't remember this, apparently. He says, by the way, Ohio State scored 62 on us. So, yeah, that was a cold take. He's throwing – Nate didn't even throw himself. I asked you to throw yourself under the bus. He throws Dan Orlovsky under the bus, which, hey, I don't have an issue with that either. We have, I believe, two more here. One more. This one's from Brad G. At BradGoBlue85. A lot of 85s today. So I'd say I'd rather have... I said I'd rather have an experienced Shea Patterson over Justin Fields in 2019. Well, Brad... That's one of the worst takes I've ever heard. <laughs> Damn, that hurts. Uh, Justin Fields is now a Chicago Bear, was the 10th overall pick. And I don't know, who, who's Shea Patterson playing for? The Saskatchewan uh, Rough Riders or something? I don't know. But he might not even be in the CFL. It might be some other league. But, yeah, that did, that did not age well. So that's a short episode today. Again, on vacation that that I even sat down to record or even brought my stuff to record on what should be a week of relaxation is probably going to get me in trouble somewhere down the line, but we're here. Uh, I'm here because I love this community. I love chatting with you guys, taking your questions, mixing it up on social media. And and again, we're just kind of, we're in a holding pattern right now where we're just kind of killing time until football season gets here. So, of course, always happy to to be here to chat. I know we've done a lot of, not a lot, but a few mailbags lately, so 
I don't want to water it down. This won't always be the case. I will say uh, to tease what's coming next for the site and the podcast, uh, we're going to be mixing up our combinations a little bit. There's talks about pairing different people with different hosts and changing the format of some of the shows. So there is kind of a little bit of a mix-up that's going to come, but you will be getting more content from us, which is always a good thing. So other than that, uh, the Big Ten profile preview projections, those are done. The non-Michigan ones are done. Uh, This show is actually, like, I gave Luke Yardy the week off. Next week, August 23rd, remember, if you guys listen to that series, we did all of the teams from worst to first, and then skipped. we skipped Michigan, and we'll be doing the full version of that episode, which will be a longer episode than what these other profile and projections have been. We will be doing that next week, uh, so that'll be the 23rd. So Luke and I will be back to do that. Other than that, excited for the year. We're getting really close, guys. I mean, it's going to be here before you know it. And I think we're starting to feel, we're starting to see a shift where fans are starting to come around on the idea that this might not be that bad of a football team. And it might be a pretty entertaining year. And it's kind of the cyclical nature of how the offseason works. But I think what we're seeing is people finally starting to get excited for football. That excites me. And I know the staff is excited. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned for in season that we can't wait to roll out. So. Uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Be sure, please, leave a five-star review. Chime in on, on in, in the, the comments. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars, whatever it is. We love the good feedback. So I appreciate you guys listening. Again, the links to all the social media stuff, the Discord, will be in the description below. Thanks for bearing with me if you made it through all the way to the end of this one. I'm going to take some NyQuil and hopefully be back at full strength by the next time you hear my voice on here. So thank you for listening. Love you. Love you guys. Love your patronage, your following, and let's keep chatting. Bring the comments to Discord. Bring them to the website. Bring them to social media. Let's have a good time in the lead-up to the football season. So I've been Anthony Broom, and we'll talk to you again next time.